Welcome everyone. Hi, it's Henry DeVries and this is the Marketing with a Book podcast. Thank you so much for being here and we have some of our indie books authors with us today and a very special program on small-scale seminars, the, the showcase strategy and one of our own to present on that. But first we like to do our author roundup roll call. So I'll call on you and um, you can give us a minute uh, into your world and who you are and uh, your book. If you could share that with everybody, uh, that would be really great. And I thought we could start with uh, Bill Leiter and then go to Jeff Foley. So Bill and then Jeff. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Bill Leiter, the author of Mastering Your Balance. A Guide to Leading and Living at Your Full Potential, just released on March 23rd. It's out there. Um, initial launch was encouraging. Um, one quick uh, request, if you have uh, actually purchased uh, the Kindle version and written a review and it didn't get published, would you please let me know? Because we're having trouble with Amazon. We've had several people call and say they've written reviews and Amazon's not publishing them. Yeah, that's a that's not an unusual challenge we've been having and we're, we're looking into how do we optimize that. Thanks, Bill. Thanks. Okay. And uh, Jeff Foley. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Jeff Foley, a proud author of a book with the great help of Henry and Devin and Mark. Uh, and I am always interested. I have not I've conducted two small scale seminars several years ago, but I'm always interested when Henry and Devin team up to talk about this. But I, my book is Brave Business Leadership. Can you, there you go. Uh, and it's all about leadership and I'm having a, a great opportunity to, or I'm looking forward to the opportunity tonight to listen to Madam Devin, who I've got all my notes from her previous things. So I'm looking forward to more. We'll see if she changes her story, Jeff. Thanks. Uh, let's go with uh, Mason, uh, new author Mason, and Megan, please. Hello, everybody. Uh, good to be on. Looking forward to tonight's call. Actually, I look forward to every Tuesday's, uh, every Tuesday's call, frankly. It's becoming that valuable to be part of this team and uh, also recognize how far we've all come. Uh, the book. Uh, not out yet, but it's called The Chutzpah Advantage. This is the uh, one of two copies that exists right now. So I'm ready to sell mine on eBay uh, since it's so valuable. And uh, Devin, looking forward to hearing from you today. Thanks, Mason. Uh, how about Megan and uh, then um, Chris Hodges? Whoops, so I just saw I was muted. Hi, I'm Megan Kent. Um, I am almost done with my book. It goes to uh, I'm it goes to print like next week or something. Um, and I've just started working with Henry and Devin and I'm thrilled and I'm really interested in this uh, small scale seminar thing. And anyway, my um, book cover, my book is Build an Irresistible Brand and we're gonna learn the Brain, the seven brain-friendly branding drivers. 
without seeing. Thanks, Megan. That's great. Um, I said Chris Hodges and Craig Louder, please. Hi, my name is Chris Hodges. I'm the author of Emotionally Intelligent Automation, How Leaders Use Intelligent Technologies to Profit and Maintain Their Top Talent. And my book is still in manuscript form, and Henry has been incredibly diligent and patient to work with me through it. Glad to have you on the call. How about uh, Craig Louder, please? Good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Uh, my name is uh, Craig Lauder, and I'm the author of Smooth Selling Forever that Henry and Devin were so instrumental in helping me get published back in 2016. I'm embarked on a process of doing smooth selling or uh, small scale seminars. My goal is to do four a month, and it's starting to pay dividends. Uh, but I'm really looking for best practices from, from the team here, and particularly Henry and Devin. Thank you for inviting us. Thanks, Craig. Um, how about uh, Louisa and then Mary? Be sure to check that mute button. Okay. Louisa Drescher, I proud of author of just released Mastering Cultural Differences Strategies for Leading a Global Workforce. I am president and CEO of Mastering Cultural Differences. And in that capacity, I work with organizations that want team members to understand cultural differences and, and work well across those differences. Okay, thank you. And, um, I'm sorry, who did, did I call next? Uh, Mary Schmid, please. Yeah. Hello, good afternoon, everyone. I'm Mary Schmid, and my book is Make or Break Conversations, How Smart Financial Professionals Land and Keep New Clients. And you know what? I, I'm just thinking, I, this is so delightful to hear about people that are publishing and they're almost publishing and the book releases. I just find great joy in that. Thank you, Mary. Thanks for the spirit. Um, how about uh, Joe Paolo and uh, then actually Devin, Joe and then Devin. Hello everyone or good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are. Uh, Joe Paolo here. Um, in the process of uh, having Henry clean up my manuscript and work with it, it's titled How to Sell Nothing. It's basically how to make a relationship sale. And that's all I got. Excited to be here. Glad you're here. Um, author Devin DeVries. Hi, I'm Devin DeVries. I know most of you have met me, but if you haven't, I'm the Vice President of Production and Promotion here at Indie Books International. And my upcoming book is Marketing with a Seminar. Gosh, how are you gonna get that book done? How am I gonna get it done? Yeah, that's a curveball. She wasn't, I didn't tell her I'm asking her that. What's happening this weekend? Oh, oh, the actual how. Um, the actual how. <laughs> we're going with the misery approach and going to a cabin to focus on just writing because it's very hard to find the time during our busy week. So, so Devin and I are spending three days together in a mountain cabin. I have a manuscript to finish and she has a manuscript to finish. So we'll tell you how that goes. We don't know who's going to break whose leg. We just don't know yet. But uh, we were also promised pie, so, okay. Um, let me see who I've missed. Oh, Steve Brody, please. Hi, Steve. I am Steve Brody in Houston. 
And I published a, a few years ago, a book called What Happens After the Sale, uh, insights about the business and personal journey uh, from one of my CEOs who sold his company. And uh, I had um, uh, Henry down to Houston a few years ago when I was leading my Vistage group and did a, uh, a speaking presentation for my group. And he stayed on and conducted uh, one of the, the small scale workshops then. And I took some of those techniques that I learned and that Devin shared with me and, and then have done, uh, used that to do a, a, a workshop some months later. That, so I'm interested to just see more insights uh, about that. Steve, are you speaking for Vistage now? I know you're a former chair, but are you speaking for them? No, not 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 currently. I, I'm on their, I am on their speaker roles, but I have not been I've not been focusing on the, yeah. on speaking engagements okay. for that. I just got a news flash from them before we went on that they're looking for somebody to talk about working with boards of directors, and and I thought of you um, as someone who has some experience in that area. So just wanted to highlight it to you. Uh, okay, interesting. Thanks, thanks, Steve, for the kind words. Um, it's, I'm going to give some news updates here and then bring on the star of the show, Devin. The first news update is uh, I am going to Chicago on July 30th, and I'm going to put on two live events. So it's the first time I'm getting on an airplane and putting on live events since March of last year. So just wanted to say I'm I'm crossing the line and I'll tell you how it goes. Uh, I've <laughs> the Weston let me have a room and I thought it was half day for 400. No, they're so happy that I'm coming they gave me the room for the whole day for 400. So I thought, well, we'll we'll it's Chicago, let's play two. We'll do a double header. We'll do a marketing with a book and speech summit in the morning and then I'm going to do my client attraction chain reaction workshop and uh, Craig Louder and I are kicking around how to get some people out there and uh, some IMC people will be involved too. So that's happening. Second thing was uh, many of you were at the forum. Uh, we had a great virtual forum this year. I have signed the contract with the Marriott to have a live forum next March uh, 5th and 6th. We're already lining up speakers and the program and um, you'll be notified, but this is a, a verbal save the date. March 5th and 6th in La Jolla. Then we also decided uh, by popular demand, people said they didn't wanna wait for a whole year to get the family together. We're gonna to do a special one day virtual forum on October 29th. So we'll be sending you details, but there's opportunity to speak and be recorded at that event and to network with other authors like we do here. Um, we'll have some presenters who we're excited about to help us all market our, our books and our speeches. Um, thank you. Just one of the production assistants just handed me coffee, bless her. Okay, so those are the news on the forums and uh, we'll be sending you details, but let's get to the main part of the show now. So let's go back in time. It's 15 years ago, I decide to research how to attract high paying clients. And I started my 10 year, turned into a $3 million research study 
on how to attract high paying clients. Um, I have written 10 books about that study. I have uh, turned it into being a business development columnist for Forbes.com and I continue to research the subject. The number one thing we found, not just for us, but across the board was small scale seminars. I didn't invent the idea. I went to a conference in Cancun and it was for the heads of professional service firms and they were all gathered. One of the speakers uh, gave a great presentation and then I saw him eating alone the next day in the ballroom when you got your buffet breakfast. So I went up and asked him if I could interview him there. And that's where he introduced me to the work of Dr. David Maester of the Harvard Business School. And Dr. David Maester studied professional service firms. And I was able to take a page with Dr. Maester's permission from one of his books and make a career out of it and went diving deep on this. And he was the one that showed me the truth that the number one way to attract clients is with small scale seminars. Some of the great advantages are you control it. You don't have to get somebody else to give you permission to be on their stage. You get to decide when the event is. I just told you, I decided I wasn't invited to go to Chicago. I want to go to Chicago. I want to see a Cubs game. I want to go to a baseball card convention. So since I'm there, let's spend a valuable time and, and talk to people. Um, I have had great success with small scale seminars in Chicago and New York, much more from, than from LA. I'm born in LA. They know me in LA. I'm not big news doing LA. I call going to Chicago and New York, the circus has come into town. I'm this out of town circus that's coming into town for one day and people got to say, oh, well, should I do that or not? Last year, we went to Zoom because we couldn't travel the country like we had for years. So we started doing Zoominars and two Zoominars a month and the business grew 20% as a result. Now I'm not gonna go on the road as much as I used to. I am doing a New York City summit in October. Um, one of the reasons why is I'm gonna see my granddaughter, Sadie J in Providence. So since I'm gonna be on the East Coast, let's add a day and do a summit there. So I often, as Steve Brody said, when I'm invited to go somewhere like Houston, I add a day and put on a summit. But there are many ways to do this strategy. And the person who has really led the charge for us and refined it has been Devin DeVries. So Devin, I wanted to welcome you and come on and, and give us what you know about how to increase your clients and your pipeline with small-scale seminars. Thank you, Henry. So the year is 2014, it's August, and Henry and Mark are a couple months into their brand new publishing company. And Henry knew as a new player in the market, we needed to start forming some strategic partnerships so that we could better serve our clients, but also start to grow our business through referrals. And he had done some research and found the number one public relations company for promoting books and authors 
was a firm based out of Tampa, Florida called News and Experts. And he was able to get a call with their CEO, Marsha. And they had a nice kind of opening, getting to know you chat, where he kind of talked about maybe we could be a referral source for them and they could be a referral source for us. And it ended as those calls often do with Marsha saying, well, you know, this all sounds great. You know, the next time you're in Florida, why don't you come by the office and we'll talk more about it. Henry, okay. And he hangs up the phone. He comes out to me in my office and says, when's the next open date on our calendar? I said, um, well, about three weeks from now, the beginning of September. He said, great, we're going to Florida. Okay. And he calls Marsha back up and says, oh, it just so happens I'm going to be in Orlando the first weekend of September. Uh, maybe we could set up an appointment to meet. They make the appointment and then Marsha asks, what's bringing you to Florida? To which Henry says, I'm putting on my marketing with a book and speech summit. Now, what Marsha didn't know at the time was he just made up that reason for going to Florida so that he could meet with her. But she hears about the event and says, well, that sounds very interesting. I'd love to come to that. So here we are. We have three weeks to fill a room so we don't look like posers in front of this CEO we're trying to impress. But here's the problem. We're a Southern California-based startup. We know nobody in that area of the country at the time. Our constant contact database, zero people in the state of Florida. So what were we gonna do? And that's when I turned to LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is an amazing tool that often goes underutilized because all of that information that we all put in our profiles is searchable. So I told Henry, okay, I think we can do this using LinkedIn because we know who our target client is. So, you know, we know consultants, independent professionals, that's who we're looking for. We know they belong to groups like Vistage or Institute of Management Consultants. And then for this case, we had a location, basically a two hour radius around Orlando, Florida. And by using LinkedIn, I knew I could find those people. And then it was just a matter of how do we approach them? How do we make this event something that would be interesting and beneficial to them? Because that is really the key to this strategy is it's usually when we say a small scale seminar, usually what we mean is it's a either no cost or very low cost information session. So it's very much about being generous with your time and your information, sharing real helpful tips to solve a problem that's on your target client's mind or you know for our case a book you know a lot of people want a book or they have a book and they're not really sure how to leverage it so we know that's a topic that interests people and then we just build the event around that so for florida that was the challenge we had 
And I'll pause the story for just a second there to share a personal note about myself. Um, I love that I basically can work anywhere in the world with Wi-Fi, but if I could choose one place in the world to have my office, it would be on Main Street of Disneyland. I am a Disney nut and Henry knows this about me and he believes in setting goals with incentives. So he said, if you can get 12 people to sign up for this event in three weeks time, I'll buy you a ticket to Disney World while we're in Florida. And to me, that was like challenge accepted. And I really hit LinkedIn as hard as I could for three weeks. And I developed just a really simple two-step invitation process. I'll give you the really kind of high level overview of what that looks like. Um, but I gave Suzanne a white paper that has detailed instructions and some sample messages for all of you to look at after. But the real high level approach is when you go to connect with somebody for the first time, you have the option of adding a note. So to that box, it's just maybe two short sentences. So usually one kind of connector sentence. So some reason you want to reach out to them specifically. The more personal you can be, the more successful the results. Some examples, um, you know, you could compliment an article they posted or, you know, something they shared. Uh, you can talk about if you have something in common, like we're both members of this organization, or, you know, I see we went to the same alma mater just something, because it's about relationships that you're trying to build. You don't want to appear like a robot, because there are a lot of spam robots connecting with people these days. And then after that, it's just one sentence, which is, would you be open to an invitation to an event I'm hosting for, and for our case, for consultants in Orlando, Florida, for that example. And that's, and that's all it is. It's a very kind of soft knock approach. If they accept the connection invite, we followed it up with a simple kind of one paragraph invitation to our no cost event, a link to our website for more information and details. And that's it. It was one contact. So again, we didn't hit them over and over. You know, you don't want to be spammy. Um, and it also was, we were, not asking anything of them, we were offering a free information session for them. So it was, again, playing on that generous building of relationships. So like I said, I had three weeks, I found as many consultants as I could within a two hour drive of Orlando. And in the end, I was actually able to get 15 people to sign up for the event. Marsha came, we met with her, a great meeting. We started working with her and her team. And now here we are seven years later, it's still a great relationship. She's done amazing things for our authors, getting them you know, in publications, on radio, local TV, even national TV. And then she's also been a referral source for us. One of our largest contracts to date has been, was a referral from Marsha. And that's great, but it's not even the best part of the story. 
we wrote business that covered the expense of that whole trip as a direct result of those LinkedIn messages before we even left our offices in California. So what happens with this strategy is you'll get some people that receive the message and for one person they said, I can't make that date, but I have been looking for a ghostwriter. Can we have a call? Had a meeting with Henry and ended up hiring him for his book project. And then another one, which is a little bit of a interesting side effect was this person received the message, said, you know, oh, who is this? Went to Henry's profile to read about him, saw that he was a Vistage speaker and said, you know, I've been trying to get into the Vistage speaking world. Is that something you could coach me on? And bought two coaching sessions, which again, isn't even our main business, but is a nice bonus. And like I said, that was all before we even had the event. We know every seminar we do leads to clients. Now they may not be the exact people in the room, but it could be a referral, somebody that hears it, then they meet somebody down the road that's interested in a book and they say, hey, you know, I know a guy. I went to his event. He was very helpful in giving information. You should talk to him. And then we've kind of learned over time that they come when the time is right. So we've had people that came to one of our seminars show up a year later and say, I'm ready to do the book now. So that's kind of the power of this. It's not, it, you will see quick results, but you will also see over time, even more just referrals will build from it and more business will come. So that's how we got started with this strategy. And as Henry mentioned, we have been doing them across the country now for years. And then over the last year, we really started focusing on doing them virtually. And the strategy continues to work. We have fine-tuned it over the years, really honed in on making the message stand out and be helpful to people. Uh, one of the best compliments I always get, well, I get a lot of messages on LinkedIn, but there was just something about yours that stood out. And that's always makes me so happy because that is our goal. You know, we want to be different. We want to be generous and helpful and give them what they need. So if you're thinking about your seminar, what I always recommend is you need a clear idea of your who. So who's your target person? And the more detailed you can be, the better the strategy works. Because if you say business owners, that's gonna get you, you know, hundreds of thousands of results on LinkedIn. But really, if you can go a little more targeted, that's gonna help you with the invitation because you have only a couple seconds of their attention to grab it. So if you can really make it targeted, so they immediately say, yes, that is me. And this is something that I'm interested in, the better. So try to think, you know, job title, job industry, things like that, that you can really start to filter down the results on.
And the second part is the topic. What we find is people are looking to fix problems that they have. They're much more motivated to learn about that um, or to know kind of what they're missing out on. So topics that do well, you know, the top three mistakes blank make when doing blank, you know, and you insert your who and, and their area. Because people want to know, like, oh, am I making one of those mistakes? I don't want to get, you know, passed by my competitors. So things like that are what's going to start attracting them and jump out as far as the topic for inviting them. And then the biggest part is it's not a sales call. It's not a sales pitch. When you do your presentation, it needs to be real actionable advice to give them. So I'll tell you another quick story about one of our authors, Michael Haig, and how he did his, because he had a few concerns that are very common when we, when we teach this strategy that I wanna address. So Michael Haig came to us with his latest book, which is Storytelling Made Easy. Um, he is an amazing storytelling expert out of Hollywood. Um, he did script consulting for years, you know, a lot of helping um, fiction authors with their um, stories and, and figuring out how really it's a formula to apply to telling a good story. But he was going after a new audience, which was business professionals. So he wanted to use that same formula that works for fiction and teach business people how to tell stories in their presentations and their marketing materials. And so when he came to us, his big question was, well, how do I find this audience? How do I get in front of these people? And our number one piece of advice was, you need to host your own seminar. Because again, as Henry mentioned, you get to control it. You get to control when, where, and who you invite. Now, Michael came from, you know, doing large workshops and working for universities. So he was always brought into an audience. He never had to fill the room himself, basically. So he was a little concerned about it. We said, it's okay, we will help you with it. We will do this with you and teach you how to apply this strategy. And what we did was similar to, similar to Henry going to Houston, he was going to Portland for a, a conference. So we just added a day onto his trip and decided to focus on marketing professionals as his target. And one of Michael's big concerns with the strategy though was, okay, if I do, you know, a three hour workshop for free, they're gonna come to it, they're gonna get all they need and they're not gonna hire me. He was very worried about giving, giving it away and then nobody would wanna hire him for the services. So how this works though is 
you are giving helpful advice in a general sense. So it's, it's a broad topic. It is helpful, it's actionable. If there are some people that, you know, they wanna do it themselves, they'd be able to take the advice and do it. But for most people, they're still gonna to wanna to know the specifics and how it applies exactly to their situation. Um, so that's what we told Michael. It's gonna give them a taste of what you do and how powerful it is. Um, they're gonna to get to see your style of teaching. And really it's, it's almost like an audition to just see if they like, if they feel like they would like working with you. That's really what's happening kind of behind the scenes of this strategy. It gives them a safe space to see your style, what your kind of philosophy is, and then they'll know if they wanna kind of move forward and maybe take the next step of hiring you for your consulting. So when we did Michael's um, Portland event, like I said, we focused on marketing professionals. We were able to get, you know, we hit the number of people we wanted to come. And then there was one other step we made sure to have him do. And this is the really important part of the strategy is that at the end, there needs to be some sort of follow-up step. So again, like I said, it's not a sales thing, but you do want to make it an easy next step for those that are interested. So what we always recommend is doing, offering a strategy call, like a 30 minute no cost strategy call on whatever your area of expertise is. And that also gives them kind of an easy yes, easy next step without the pressure to kind of see if they are really interested to move kind of forward with you. So we had him have like a form. So everybody got a form when they came, had a couple choices, you know, put me on your newsletter. Yes, I'd be interested in a 30 minute strategy call. Um, we had 19 people came to his Portland event that day and 18 of the 19 people checked, yes, I want the strategy call. It turns out the 19th person was his sister-in-law. So we actually count it as a 100% success rate. And within a week after the event, he was hired, somebody hired him for his full package of, to help them with their marketing materials from those calls. And that was within a week. And then he had, you know, 17 other people in his pipeline of prospects. So that's how powerful it can be. Um, he did share, he did a follow-up event a month later in Nashville. And at that one, he had one lady that didn't even want to wait for the strategy call. She hired him that day to work with their company. So that's how you can see how powerful it can be. Once they experience it, start to see, you know, if, like I said, if the topic is their problem, they come, they see you're the expert, it's enough for them to know this is the person. I found the person that can solve my problem and let's work with them. So if you're considering doing the small scale seminar, I highly recommend it. Um, like I said, the white paper kind of gives you steps on planning it, how to reach out, some sample messages. And then of course, I am always happy to 
chat with you and offer advice. Um, so anytime you want a 30 minute strategy call on small scale seminars, I'm happy to do that. Uh, you can email me, my email is on the paper. And with that, I will turn it over to Henry. So jazz hands, applause for Devin. Uh, but Devin, you're still in the hot seat. I'm gonna ask you some questions here. Uh, okay. We're gonna go and we got some good questions that came in from the attendees. So one question was, do you only use LinkedIn? And what's your response to that? So no, um, like, I, so the first example, because in Florida, we didn't have any other avenues. We did 100% use LinkedIn. And especially in the early days of, you know, of indie books and us doing these seminars, we probably were 80% LinkedIn to fill those rooms because we just didn't have a database yet. Over time, it started to even out to be more kind of 50% LinkedIn, 50% referrals or people from our newsletter list. So it kind of evolved over time. But yeah, if you, I would always recommend if you're doing an event, you know, send it out to your email list. You know, right now it's virtual, so anybody can come. So that's kind of helps, helps. Um, but before, if it was targeted to a specific location, you know, invite people in that local area post about it on your social media channels, make sure it's on your website, all of that. So it is a kind of a mix of marketing strategies, but if you don't have a big marketing database yet to hit, you can use just LinkedIn and still fill the whole room. Now, Devin, somebody asked you once, when did you start working in the family business and what was your answer to that? When have I not been working? <laughs> so before, um, Indie Books turned seven on April 1st. Uh, prior to that, for uh, 13 years prior to that, I had the New Client Marketing Institute. And the New Client Marketing Institute was to help professionals and consultants attract high paying clients. So we were studying it. Uh, people were paying to be part of our study so we tried these techniques out prior to Devin's 2014 LinkedIn in Florida story, we had used direct mail and Devin had been on the direct mail team sending out uh, direct mail. Um, direct mail was successful for us. Problem is direct mail is expensive. The ROI on doing it from LinkedIn was just fantastically better. We always used an email list. We have 2,000 people on our opt-in email list right now who uh, want to receive information from us. Um, phone calls. One of my early mentors said, if you're going to put on an event, you better commit to making 30 phone calls. Uh, Mark LeBlanc would call them storm starter calls, where you get up and you invite people. Um, you know, If you'd be open to coming to this event, it would be really appreciated. Uh, if you'd be open to sharing news about it, I, I know many of you, I often will send a flyer or something and ask for you to share. Social media, um, for us, LinkedIn, but also Facebook. We have a lot of people who follow us on Facebook. 
because I write for Forbes, a lot of people um, ask to be my Facebook friend. And uh, a Facebook friend is not the kind of friend you can borrow money from or ask them to take you to the airport, but they're interested. So we use the social media channels to do it. Um, just LinkedIn has been so great for us. Um, I did research and continue to do research. Um, I talked to a financial services firm three years ago that does something similar. And I got their numbers. And I'm very always, I'm always interested in metrics. And the metrics have followed that um, you invite 200 for 100 people to say, what is this? Let me link in with you. Give me the invitation. And then maybe 15 say yes. And 50% of those show up. Now, Devin, the, the key part of the strategy that we learned, and I'd like you to talk about it, is the invitation of what happens next. Uh, with Michael, with us, um, why don't you share about that uh, important part of the next step? I don't understand. Sorry, I don't understand. Um, the inviting them to a book chat or a oh, the strategy phone call. call. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So what I was um, talking about with Michael is um, kind of what we call the the strategy call. Um, for us, it's the book chat. So at the end of any of our events, we offer a thirty-minute book chat so we can walk them through the kind of process of you know what's their goal you know what kind of assets intellectual assets do they already have what roadblocks might they encounter on the way to their goal and then we usually share you know how, how others have gotten where they want to go so we have kind of a a formula almost to walk people through the call uh, but there's different versions of it. So for some people, it's, you know, ask me any question you want on my, your topic. It's just a way to have that kind of first call with somebody without the pressure. So not the, so it takes the pressure off of you. You know, this isn't a sales call. It's just a chat. And it takes the pressure off of them because you're not going to be a pushy salesperson. So it just lets both of you kind of have an initial conversation, see if you might be a good fit. Um, you know, almost, I think almost everyone on, on this call are consultants in some way or form. So you know fit is really important. And kind of the, the secret of this that we don't often talk about is they think they're interviewing you but you're also interviewing them. <laughs> so it's a way for you to see as well if you feel like this would be somebody that would be a good fit for you to work with. And after you do them for a while, you start to get practice on, you can tell pretty fast. So I know Henry, like about three minutes into a book chat, I know he knows if this is somebody that really would be a good fit for indie books because the questions that we ask, the way they answer them tells us a lot, you know, about their goal. If their goal 
matches kind of what we know we can do for our clients, you know, then we know we might be a good fit. And if it's a goal that doesn't really match, then we just give them as much helpful information in 30 minutes as we can, and then, you know, wish them well. So it's, it's an important step in your kind of offerings to have this. Um, we always make sure we offer it at the end of an event, but also, you know, you can put it on your website, even, you know, in an email, just offer, you know, if somebody is seeming like they're interested, it's a good first step to have a strategy call. Okay, Devin, um, this is off the script, um, but so I, I jokingly said you've always worked in the family business, but that's not true. Um, you were, uh, talk just a little bit about your corporate life and um, seven years ago, um, Mark and Henry visiting you in Seattle and talking about you coming to work here. Um, could you share just a minute on that? Sure. Um, yeah. So my um, my work background, I guess you want to call it, is in e-commerce websites. So I spent um, several years working for large internet retailers like um, ProFlowers and their family of brands and Zulily.com working on website optimization. So how to, how to lay out a website to get people to spend more money basically was, was the goal of what I did. Very interesting work. Um, there's a lot that a lot of people don't even realize they're being guided a certain way when you're shopping a website. Um, but I spent, I don't know, eight, eight or nine years in that field. And though I loved the work, I wouldn't say I loved corporate America, <laughs> uh, that kind of cog in a big wheel uh, or big machine. So, but I was up in um, Seattle at the time working for Zulily and Henry and Mark came and they were doing kind of an early version of what is now the Marketing with a Book and Speech Summit. They were doing a kind of their version of that then and they said you know we have this idea to expand you know what henry's already been doing which is ghost writing and helping people create their books um but what was happening was then they had a manuscript and they didn't know what to do with it so there just was a natural need that came out of that of let's help them publish the book but they said we're looking for somebody to handle Kind of the the back end and the operations and so they tempted me that way um, but i did have one condition which was don't make me speak you're both professional speakers i don't want to be a professional speaker i like to be in the in the back <laughs> behind the stage um, and they said sure no problem we'll never make you do that and here we are <laughs> Also, you didn't want to be a salesperson. And oh, yeah. I, I just think we needed to share that. Um, actually, I think the book chats work better when you do the book chat instead of me. And, and I wanted to plant the seed with everybody. Um, the, the process of the strategic call or book chat or whatever you call it is what works. But a, another person can sell you better than you can. So 
you know, Devin can say, well, this sounds very interesting. Let me see if Henry will meet with you, um, which uh, there is truth to that. Um, somebody did ask me on a call and I couldn't keep a straight face. They said, oh, do you work with everybody who you talk to? And I laughed and I said, no, one in four. Um, so we do interview people. Uh, the whole plan is not to be the biggest and just take on all comers. Um, so I plant this with you. And if you ever wanna talk with me about uh, that strategy and is there somebody in your future who could help you with those things. There was a question, Devin, I think we should talk about um, I'll field it. It's about, do you ever charge? And the answer is yes. So we've done events uh, for free. We've also done events where we charge. We, I used to do lunch and learns. So $25 and we gave them a real nice sandwich and a bag of chips. And we found we got better people when we charged the $25. I also would let people comp people in so they were much more excited that they could comp somebody into a seminar where other people had to pay. And we also advertised that in the newspaper and we advertised that uh, through just all the channels you do that the event was going on. Some people hired me who never attended the seminar, but they hired me because they knew I put these seminars on. So I had to be an expert. Um, and I interviewed people about why did they choose the $25 event versus the free event. We served the same lunch at both events. It was identical. But the people who paid the $25 said, oh, we knew that the one where you paid would be the better information. Um, so that's just how people think. When we do these for clients and thereafter C-level executives, uh, you know, CFOs, CTOs, uh, chief marketing officers, the CEO. Um, we suggest breakfast briefings and you charge uh, up to like $49. And it's not the money. Actually, the money is more comforting to those people that, okay, it's an event, I pay money, it's on the credit card. Um, they think it'll be less salesy. And it needs to be not a sales presentation, no matter if you charge them or not. But a lot of people are conditioned that free means they're gonna get pitched. So that's their quid pro quo. They're trading off their time for getting a sales pitch, which they can ignore. And we always surprise people when there is no sales pitch, there's no offer for seven weeks of coaching for five weeks or you know the, the eight DVD set or whatever. Um, you know, we don't do that. We don't recommend our authors do that uh, for good reasons. Um, now, somebody asked, would we pay people to attend? Um, this is interesting. That's a market research type of question. When we've done focus groups, I've paid people to attend focus groups. But for my informational small-scale seminars, no, I've never, char I've never paid people to attend. So don't do that. I, I do a lot of workshops where I'll do a 50-50. That's what I'm proposing in Chicago is that I'm gonna split the gate with a group that helps put the event on. So it's a fundraiser for them. I put a little money in my pocket, but the purpose is to get a higher caliber of person who would only come if they paid. There's some people who just won't come to a free event. So you have to know that too. 
when we went to the free events, we made them invitation only. So you have to be invited to a summit. And that's either because we've gone on LinkedIn and seen who you are, or somebody has recommended that they come in. Um, the first trip to a town, like that first trip to Orlando, and Devin, you know I love that story because I'm the nemesis villain character in your story. I'm the boss who just on a whim says yes and then creates a problem for you and you're the plucky heroine underdog who solves it. Um, and then you get to go to uh, the magic kingdom. Um, so the first trip into that town where we knew nobody in the state was really difficult. We call that a missionary trip. Um, that trip to Houston for Steve, that was the first time in Houston. So that's a missionary trip. It's a lot harder. Once you've been to a town, put on an event. I know uh, Jeff Foley saw me in Atlanta. Uh, I've done it in Atlanta a few times. So then there are local people who've been who'll be your advocates and will tell other people, oh no, this is the real deal. You're gonna get good information. It's not a sales pitch. Uh, that means a lot. Um, New York and San Francisco, um, Mason, you're an East Coaster. When I go there, I get people calling me and they wanna know, so what's the catch? Um, I see you're an author, you're Forbes, you're kind of a big deal. Uh, nothing's free in the world. What is the catch? And I tell him, there's no catch. Um, I told that to an attorney once. I just, he said, well, what prevents people from taking advantage of you? And I said, karma. I thought his head was gonna explode. Um, he didn't really get this, uh, but it's karma that makes this work. Uh, the law of reciprocation, call it what you will. When you're generous and give this away, if you don't get a client, you do get a referral source because they remember that and can refer you to others. So that's our time for this week. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, those who are listening in on the podcast and get this um, audio only, I wanted to say, if you email Devin, D-E-V-I-N, at Indie Books International, that's I-N-D-I-E Books, I-N-T-L.com, and just ask Devin for the white paper she will send you the white paper on how to put on the small scale seminars. Um, this is, she, Devin is gonna win the Nobel Prize in marketing for her work on this. And I think you should take advantage and, and read what she has to say. So thanks everybody for attending and I hope you'll join us next week on the Marketing with a Book podcast. Thanks, bye-bye.